It's time for the Crendle Mania podcast with Mike, Spencer, and Ace. All right, Spencer, bring us in. Let's hear it. All right, we're uh, here with the Crendle Mania podcast episode 18. Uh, I'm just completely guessing, but I know that was correct. Um, don't know how I can be so confident, but I was. Uh, yeah, uh, welcome on this uh, Wednesday evening. Um, we've all just uh, crunned up, so it's uh, Spence here, Ace Bondaloo over there. Where's the Ace Bondaloo? Yeah, I'm here. I'm thinking about when I watch Twin Peaks later. I'm sorry. I got that on my mind right now. <laughs> He's also thinking of Beep Boop and uh, Bapa Booey. Um, there's a lot good. of Twin Peaks. That's what happens when you watch Twin Peaks. If you've ever seen the show, you know you start doing those things. Yeah, fair enough. Um, and over over there we have Mike. What's going on, everybody? How's it going? Which, which side are you on, Mike? I'm on the right side tonight, gentlemen. Cool. As opposed cool. to the right side. Fair enough. Probably smart. Um, yeah, wrestling tonight was, uh, sounded pretty good, though. Um, Mike is our AEW, uh, guy, so he's going to be breaking that down for sure. Um, but we'll, we'll break down a little bit what happened with NXT. Um, yeah. I, I want to say some housekeeping. We don't have any oh, challenge matches, but I wanted to say some things. Okay? You Listen, I may not have been able it? to catch the shows tonight, but... I did watch episode one of The Last Ride, and I did watch the Owen Hart Dark Side of the Ring. Did any of you? Yes, I have seen both and enjoyed both. I have not. Haven't had a chance, or haven't really tried, to be fair. But uh, we'll look them up at some point. Maybe over the WWO. Yeah, maybe when the last ride is all done. I don't want to wait for it like I did for the last dance. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, I don't know about you, Ace, uh, but there were parts of that Owen Hart talk that, like, and I almost teared up a few times <laughs> when they're talking about, like, the incident itself, like the fall it's itself. Sad, man. It was, mm-hmm. like, the pictures where they you could see the blood mm-hmm. stain, and she's describing the dent in the... Dude, we logo. watched that pay-per-view. Did you know that? We watched that? Not me, you, and Spencer watched that one randomly the other day? Yeah, that I know. I know. Yeah, it's insane. I was like, we didn't even know we were watching that one because they edited it out so well. Yeah. And cr- crazy. You know what? A lot of people were talking online about, well, the unfortunate task that JR had of coming back live to tell people, like to tell the live crowd that Owen had passed. And talk about the gall backstage from management, from Vince and from everyone else in that position. I'm forgetting the name of the Kevin Dunn. I think it was him who it was he who told Jr. directly, straight up. In ten seconds, you got to tell the crowd that Owen Hart has passed. Like yikes, yikes, man! What a task! It was insane to hear that. From, it was in, insane to hear it from Jr. and Jimmy Corderas both, who were right there when it happened. It's good programming. You should check it out, everybody. Dark Side of the Ring. The last days of Owen Hart, is it called? Or the final days of Owen Hart? It's definitely worth a watch. Definitely worth a watch. And the last ride, episode one, I did not find so enthralling. I thought the soundtrack was awful. 
Yeah. It was they literally need- the most generic background music like I'd ever heard. I think that there's definitely been well, it's tough, right? I mean, we all just finished watching The Last Dance. Exactly. Which, but that's what they're gonna try to compare it to. Which is <laughs> unfair. Like, which is well, they shouldn't have had like the same name. They shouldn't have put it out at the same time. They know they knew what they were doing when they did this. Yeah, it was an ignorant thing to do. You are right about that. Uh, and, I yeah, it was but just it, business smart, but it, they weren't ready. Anyways, continue. Sorry. Yeah, it was just unfortunate that that's what people are going to, when they compare the two, it's not even close. Like we talked about last episode, Last Dance. I mean, that's going to win some awards. So you, there's, it's going to be impossible almost to top what they did with that. Mm-hmm. Never, before, never before seen footage. You know, things that just incredibly personal moments from that dynasty. Just <laughs> unbelievable. Unbelievable. I'm still thinking about it now. Like, I watched the last episode a few days back. I don't know, Spencer, you, you've been huge into this, and obviously Ace as well. Uh, what a, what a, I know we're not talking wrestling with this, but, I mean, it, man, it just deserves to have a shout-out, I guess. It was good programming. It was quality programming that people should watch. They enjoy oh, having fun. Oh, totally. I, I, I was enthralled the whole way. I loved it. It was one of my favorite things I've watched in the last little while. Like, I was... I didn't know so many things, so many facts I thought I, I knew, but I didn't know, and, and, and they, I had them wrong, so I, I always kind of liked that, and uh, yeah, it was cool. So well done. Um, I mean, there's there's disappointing parts of it. I mean, it's, it, any, like, it, um, you don't get to see every side of, uh, of the story sometimes, which is unfortunate. Like, uh, like Pippin came across a few times looking kind of bad, which is unfortunate, and, and Jerry Krause never came out looking well, but Jerry Krause doesn't have a chance to, to give his side, which is kind of unfortunate. But yeah, that's my thoughts on it. That was, that's all I have. But uh, yeah, it was really good. Something Jerry Krause was smart. Uh, and I don't know. It, they're, they're, they have merit to it when they say that. Um, let's just get to AEW. And we got to pace this one up. And we got to pace NXT down. So <laughs> uh, Not too difficult to do tonight, honestly. Mike, you watched it. I'll let you take it away. And uh, kick it to Spencer because I'm Mr. Interrupty. Okay, sounds good. I'll just have a couple general questions that I'll throw to Spence for things he thinks about, not specifically things from tonight's show uh, exactly, because I believe <clears throat> in this case, I don't think it's necessary. So there's a cold open tonight, teasing all the matches for Double or Nothing. First match is Ken like, versus Mox. There was a promo from Brody Lee before the match. Mr. Brody, excuse me. Uh, it was a fine match. Uh, Ten is pressed in Vance from the independent circuit. Just another one of the Dark Order members who they're trying to... This one, he's try, they're trying to push him as, like, the powerhouse, I guess. Young guy. Anyway, yeah, uh, Mox wins that match. And then Moxley also destroys Ten's arm with a chair. After the match, Mr. Brody comes up on screen with the AEW Championship but does nothing to help save Ten, and they just walk away. So he's, like, basically the, the sheep getting slaughtered there. Marco Stunt versus MJF. 
MJF wins. Okay, I'm going to pause on Marco Stunt for a quick second. MJF wins. He cuts a promo after as well. I posted on Twitter that uh, my, Marco Stunt's not really a wrestler that interested me. I got two responses back. Both were in support of Marco Stunt. So he does have got a strong fan section. Uh, just going to throw it to both of you guys real, real quick on this one. What do you guys think of Marco Stunt? Um, he's just like, uh, he's just, uh, I just can't take it too seriously. I don't, I don't know. I don't mean anything bad by that. I just, I don't know how they'll get it to work. So I don't know. That's it. I just don't know how they're going to get it to work. It's not for me. I get the, I get how people would like him though. Yeah. Not for me, Spencer. Not for me either. I mean, he just seemed like anytime he's solo, he just seems to be there to be squashed. You put him up against Lance Archer and Brody Lee, and and obviously he's going to lose. So it's like, it's just it just seems like why. So I don't know. And like Wardlow was involved in this match in some way. I'm sure. Uh, I don't know. I I'm not a big Marco Stunt guy either. Big big boys. Big big boys. That's what Wardlow is. Can you not sing? <laughs> Yes, I'll let Mike. What the hell is that? Continue AEW. But that might be the audio clip of the week. You just want it to be. Well, it could be. We'll see. I don't pick it. The headliner app picks. It's most pure highlight, but we didn't post the last episode's pure highlight because it was us just talking about bass, and I thought it was boring as shit. I was like, no, not us. Whoa, 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 back it up, Ace. What are you talking about? You're like, that Bailey talk was in. We're getting off topic, though. We got to stick to the breakdown. All right. So after that, (laughs) there was a uh, segment in the ring with Jake the Snake Roberts, the manager of Lance Archer. Wait, 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 wait. Say your piece on the Bailey thing so we don't just uh, not address it. That'll piss people off. I don't even remember, dude. I was really baked <laughs> when we did our show last week. Oh, I thought you were going to tell me. Yeah, we were just... Dude, that was the most cooked episode we've ever had. If you go back and listen, that was the most cooked we've all <laughs> ever been. Like, I, that's what the episode is called. So, like, you don't take offense to it, boys. We were just really goofed. <laughs> I implore you both to listen to it. <laughs> was it? I just remember that I thought Bailey like she's got a soccer mom gimmick going on. Was that the comment? I don't know. I don't know what the comment was. We were just talking like sloths. <laughs> Anyways, continue yeah. on with AEW and then go back and listen to episode seventeen of the Crundlemania podcast. Yeah, dude, there's a lot of shatter going around on my part. So it is what it is. I, I don't care. Jake and Arn Anderson segment, uh, Arn being the uh, coach, head coach of the Nightmare family. Anyways, uh, Cody, nor, neither Cody nor Lance Archer were on the show tonight. I like that. They brawled last week. There's no point in having them get, you know, con- contact each other again this close to the pay-per-view. Leave it for the match so that we have something to expect or look forward to and, we haven't seen spots already uh, through TV. Uh, but anyways, uh, that, there was uh, just a confrontation between the two of them. And Aaron had a hilarious line. Like he was talking about the credibility of him and, and Jake in terms of, yeah, just their position and stuff and like how that parlays and relates to 
Cody and Lance's feud. And he, Arn said, if we told you a pissant could haul a freight train, you'd hook it up because that's who we are. We're called credible. It was fucking hilarious. I, I laughed my ass off and repeat, and I rewinded this a couple of times. Very funny. Uh, next up, we had a vignette from Darby. Alan, uh, I love his vignettes. Uh, Pac had a vignette right after that, which was a really sick vignette uh, where he mocked WWE in the middle of it. Uh, and so those were awesome. AEW's killing it with their vignettes. They're much better than... Uh, excuse me, I have to cough. One sec. They're much better than uh, WWE in terms of the effort they put in. So I appreciate those. Orange Cassidy versus Phoenix. Next that up. could be the uh, clip of the week. Write that one down. <laughs> Man, I, I ran out of juice at the end there. My throat's so dry. <laughs> so I got to come in and talk a little bit. Let you yeah. swallow some I'm spit. Just trying to breathe. I'm just trying to breathe through this thing so we can... We're like, we're like do this. We're like, we got to do fast. You're like, AEW, Dynamite, Apple, all TV. You were actually <laughs> doing it that fast. I am way over-exaggerating in it. <laughs> Calm down, Ace. Oh, I forget we're both bacon. If I say that, he's going to think it's real. And then I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> Ooh, baby. We are cooked tonight. Okay. So, Not episode 17 cooked, though. I know that's a fact. <laughs> yeah. That was a river. <laughs> so, this was a great match, Orange Cassidy and Phoenix. Like, we all love Orange Cassidy. Uh, oh, I didn't even intro it. Yeah, Orange Cassidy versus Phoenix. This match is happening because last week, Phoenix literally came off screen and uh, Mortal Kombat kicked the shit out of Orange Cassidy. And it was like pretty much memed everywhere for like the next week. So they fought. It was an unbelievable match. Go and watch this if you didn't see it. This is the one match this week I would, I would recommend. Match of the week. Mike's match of the week. Orange Cassidy versus Phoenix. Great match. Uh, just, I mean, Mike's just match of the week. Together. What a segment that was. On the fly. And baked. <laughs> what if I told our producer to just put a little intro on that, if he remembers tomorrow? If I remember and to tell him, that'd be sweet. I, Anyways, continue. If, if producer uh, Ty there uh, knows how to do that, that'd be lovely. Uh, but, yeah, I, I was going to ask Spencer. I know you're a fan. Orange Cassidy, man, what, what, do you, like, what do you hope they do with him, I guess? He's a, he's a competitor in this ladder match, on, uh, on which this match was for, the ladder match on uh, Saturday. Uh, and, yeah, who knows? Maybe he wins that. What do you think they do with him or hope they do with him? Um, I hope he doesn't win the ladder match yet. Um, I hope he just kind of sticks around, builds more, like, momentum and just, like, awesomeness. Um. And I, because I don't want to see him face Moxley, I'd rather see him face someone like, like Hangman Page for the title. Like if they did a Hangman Page Orange Cassidy feud for the title, I think that would be crazy. But I'm I'm really projecting the future there. But I mean Hangman Page, I think we can all agree, hang a title on the man. Um, not just a tag one, but uh, yeah, that's just that's just where I would want to see it. That's that would be my dream AEW. Uh, future match uh, rivalry. Yeah, I'm with you there. I think with Orange Cassidy, the benefit of him is that, yeah, he could chase for the title and he would be over as heck when he won it uh, or the crowd would pop heavy. But he could also be in like just different feuds, like special attraction feuds. Um, and that's just another uh, match you can build up on the card other than the, other than the title match. 
So it's like pretty sick that they can do a couple of different things with him. Pretty badass. Uh, anyways, yeah, the ladder match is uh, the casino ladder match is this Saturday. Uh, one of the matches on the double or nothing card. Uh, there's going to be uh, two competitors and then one new competitor every 90 seconds. Uh, and the goal, it's just uh, it's like a money in the bank match. You have to grab the, the uh, it, that's basically what it is. Just grab the poker chip above the ring. My pick for this match is Darby Allen. I'm putting that on the spot right now. But the mystery ninth competitor who's going to be revealed at the pay-per-view could win it too. It could be a recent signee from WWE. Uh, or it could be, could be Brian Cage. Uh, so who knows? Um, yeah. I'm not sure who it's going to be, but looking forward to that. Ace, any thoughts? The uh, mystery man be Brian Cage in the Casino yeah. Battle Royal. I think that would be pretty sweet. Or is it going to be the $1,000 broski, always ready, Matt Cardona? Think about that. No one has any thoughts on that? Yeah, that's a good idea. What about the essential character, the third, or whatever, however he goes now? Oh, that would be sweet. Hot picks by the insiders. Hot picks, hot picks, hot picks. Those picks I, were hot. I think it could easily be any of those guys for sure. Could definitely be. Those are probably three of the top ones. Could also be Rusev. Could also, yeah, there's a bunch. Could be Gulak, theoretically, like. Ooh, that would be surprising, big time. Yeah, I, I'd pop hard. I, I'm gonna. I pop hated his ending to WWE. It was so annoying. They're like what? they just called him a nobody, and then he left. <laughs> yep, <laughs> WWE for you. Sweet, that, what a great send off he got. Hey, buddy, you're a nobody. Nobody, hey, loses, leaves. <laughs> Bad call. That was bad booking on that on Drew Gulak's part. He deserved better. I think we can all agree on that front. Wait, how are we talking about Drew Gulak right now? Oh, the ladder match, the mystery number right. for the casino right, ladder right, match. Right. Yeah. Uh, the, anyway, that's a match on the card. So we got sidetracked. Uh, tag match: Hikaru uh, Shida and uh, Nyla. Uh, excuse me, and Chris Statlander versus Britt Baker and Nyla Rose. The main talking point of this match was, I, I believe there was a botch where Rose was picked up for a, uh, uh, a fireman's carry drop, basically, uh, from Datlander and Sheeta. But she fell, uh, her weight fell on Britt Baker's knee, and she was getting medical attention, didn't fit, like she had to be dragged in the corner, tagged out, and didn't finish the rest of the match. The hoping she's okay, because that looked kind of dangerous. Other than that, uh, no comment. Like the women's division is fine, but needs work in AEW. Sheeta faces uh, Rose for the title in a no DQ match this Saturday. Next up, Mox with an interview with Alex Marvez, just putting over the match against Mr. Brody Lee at, for the championship at Double or Nothing. And I don't know, should be an interesting match. I think Mox is probably going to win that. What do you guys think? Oh, it's definitely going to be Moxley, man, for sure. Yeah. Gotta be Mox. Yeah, Mox is their guy. A, yeah, he's the guy. He's gonna have a long title run, I think. Yeah, oh, the Mox he's Box. He's gonna have a longer title reign than Jericho by far. I think. I think Mox is gonna be he's the Mox guy. Box. He's the whatever the hell the Mox Box. Yes, okay, Mox Box. Woo, Mox Box. Mox Box. <laughs> Trademark that. He's the Mox Box, everybody. Here he comes. 
Oh goodness! Um, yeah, yeah, so that that was a thing that just happened here live on Crendelmania. Next up, we had Sean Spears taking shots at Dustin Rhodes. Sean Spears Network CNN style debuted this week. I don't know what the character, what kind of a character he's trying to portray himself as here now, but he's he, he's gone away from the chairman gimmick, and he will face Rhodes this Saturday at the pay per view, probably in the opener. I know that Ace is a big. Dustin Rhodes guy, probably hoping love to love him, uh, but he's definitely going to lose, man. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. Like, there's no way, but because that's what he does. He just goes in and puts over talent. Like, it's hard to dislike the guy, really. His paint is cool. It's hard to dislike the guy. That's fair. That's a fair point. That's the point. Okay, so next up is a tease for Battle Royal. Next week's show to determine the number one contender for the TNT title. What that indicates to me, I uh, I don't know. Not sure if they're going to have the loser of the that match on Saturday between Rhodes and Archer in that battle royal, but I guess we'll wait and see. And then we have the main event: Matt Hardy, Damascus Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara. Matt wins this match. Uh, it was a good match. Inner Circle destroyed Kenny Omega after the match uh, in the stadium. At the then the Young Bucks return. Uh, and Hangman Page also returns. Haven't seen the, uh, any of those last three on TV in a while. And yeah, they butt kicked uh, the inner circle a bit and set up the stadium stampede match for Saturday, which is going to be nuts. I don't really know what to expect for that match, but if it's anything like the street fight that Hardy and Omega had with Jericho and Guevara, it's going to be insane. Like that's, I mean, it's the same venue that the street fight occurred in, so I, I don't know how that's not going to be insanely nuts. They're going to put together some crazy shit for that. I feel like. Yeah, man. Stoked. We said it. So um, let's just run through the card quickly for Double or, uh, for double or Nothing. And then if Is that anyone, this weekend? It's this Saturday. Yeah. That's exciting as hell. I'm all, I'm all Are for Are we going to do a prediction episode on Friday? I think we should. I'm buying the pay-per-view. Oh, oh okay. I'm we only have one every four months, so like it just it's justifiable to me. It's not like WWE sure. every month. For sure. Cool, cool. I'm in. cool. Sweet. So let's save that for Friday. Yeah, we'll just leave that off till Friday since we're doing an episode on it. But yeah, that was the show tonight. I thought it was a good setup for the pay-per-view. They did a lot of good things to tease. Uh, only downside, we'll talk about later with the Clapper Crapper and the Knee Slapper. So yeah, can, can you actually quickly go over the the card? Like, just say what the matches are. We won't have to give our thoughts on any of the matches or what's going to happen. I just want to know what's what's going on right now. Like, I, I don't really know all the the matches. Yeah, totally. Okay, so everyone uh, also remember we are crunned. Yeah. Uh, okay, so the main event, uh, presumably, honestly, dude, I think the main event is going to be that uh, inner circle versus uh, elite match. I don't think it's going to be the ta- championship match, but I could be wrong. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, so yeah, there's going to be the stadium stampede match with the elite versus the inner circle. Uh, then uh, Dusty Ro- Dustin Rhodes, excuse me, versus Sean Spears. Uh, the pre-show match is Private Party versus Best Friends uh, in the number one contenders match for the tag titles. Uh, Britt Baker is supposed to face Chris Statlander, but that's not going to happen if Britt's knee is buggered. Uh, Nyla Rose versus Hikaru Shida in a no-DQ match for the Women's Championship. Uh, then there's the Casino Ladder match. Darby Allen versus Colt Cabana versus Orange Cassidy versus Ray Phoenix versus Scorpio Sky versus Kip Sabian versus Frankie Kazarian 
versus Luchasaurus versus a mystery ninth entry to be decided or aired at the pay-per-view uh, debut. Got a glass of Walter. <laughs> and then there's Mox versus Mr. Brody Lee for the AEW Championship, MJF with Wardlow versus Jungle Boy, and Cody uh, with Arn and Brandy versus Lance with Jake for the inaugural TNT Championship. So yeah, it's a Hot. pretty solid card, dude. This is a stack. Honestly, this is a stacked card. I'm not going to lie. Hot damn was my first, first thought. Hot damn. Yeah, it's crazy. I'll leave the floor to you. What do you think of that pay-per-view card, Spencer, man? That's loaded, eh? Oh, that, that, is, that is loaded. That's some good matches. That really showcases what AEW has for talent quite well in so many ways like that. This is great because uh, we have a friend who's been wanting us to hang out with him on a Saturday, like socially distanced, and we've had nothing to do. Holy shit, we can, go, we can do that. Oh, boy. I forgot. Not, um, Ace is sending a text to the group chat. Text, but I'm stoked. Text. Yeah, we're stoked on that. Oh, stoked. So stoked. He's gonna, I, hope he, I hope he gets stoked. I'm bringing him, I'm bringing him pizza if, he, if, if we're doing it. Well, there you have it here, live on the Crundlemania podcast. Some really good news, which is always oh. nice. We yeah, probably yeah. won't be able to do a watch along with you, Mike, though, because he lives out in the country. Oh, that's okay. No big deal. If you're able to call in, that's cool. If not, I might just, yeah, I was going to, no, my reaction. That's too long. It's going to be like three hours. It's probably not, not a good idea, but I'm pumped for that ladder match, dude. That, that, that casino ladder match, I think, is going to steal the show with some of the people in that. Uh, it has a chance to. Like, I mean, like I said before, I really appreciate how AEW only has four pay-per-views a year uh, because it builds really well with the story, and once the match is over, uh, typically, at least history is shown with their company, they move on. They don't stick on the same feud for too long, for four or five consecutive pay-per-views. the first thing up here let me just look oh right the first one was carrying cross uh with scarlet bordeaux um versus liam gray uh literally just a squash match for cross uh but the 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 actual important bit comes after the match uh champa's music hits uh tomaso champa comes out um and says this is his home and attacking him to make a point was a bad it was a it was a he understands why he did it and respects it, blah, blah, blah. Um, and says he's great and talks about Cross, how good he is, but uh, he wants a match. So at uh, TakeOver, you're going to get uh, Karrion Cross versus Tommaso Ciampa. Um, I think it could be a pretty good match. I mean, Karrion Cross looks pretty impressive. I mean, he squashed a couple guys and looks scary. Uh, yeah, that was cool. Um, anyone want to share? Cross is cool, man. Yeah, cool. All right. I'm in for it. Probably check out that tape. I remember Mike was a big fan of the name on day one. Just kidding, he was not. <laughs> he was not. Um, next up, we get a match for the Cruiserweight Championship. So uh, this tournament is getting close to the, the finals here. Um, 
I don't know. I can't remember the exact rankings right now, but I'm pretty sure Tazao is near the top of his division. Uh, but he's up against El Hio del Fantasma. Um, and Fantasma has, I believe, one loss and two victories. Uh, something like that. So I, a win would tie him with uh, Tazawa um, for first in their sides. But uh, And he does win. Fantasma is the victory. Um, or the victor, sorry. Wow. Um, over Tazawa. Uh, and he ties him. So I'm not sure how that's going to work. But uh, I'm sure we'll get uh, some clarity at some point. Um, again, they may have said on the show, but again didn't watch the show live. Uh-huh. Uh, but the cool part is the cool part of Matt Riddle versus Timothy Thatcher. Um, they recap that and have Thatcher cut a promo about how he enjoyed beating up Matt Riddle last week um, and he wants a match against Riddle and the stipulation is knockout or tap out. And that's pretty cool. Um, he lays down the challenge to Matt Riddle. In a steel cage. Yeah, and Matt Riddle decides. makes that... that stipulation later on in the show i believe but uh that's awesome i just have to say that's that will be worth checking out nxt takeover just for that in your house in your house um we see that uh shotzi blackheart takes it gets a promo from a huge tank um and she's calling out other people she's going after i don't know shotzi blackheart is I haven't seen much of her. She seems middling so far, so we'll see what she does. Uh, Mia Yim has a match against Santana Garrett, but it's just a squash match for Mia Yim. Uh, Candice LeRae and Johnny Gargano storm the ring afterwards. Um, and, yeah, basically, uh, LeRae uses a distraction from her Gargano to beat down uh, Mia Yim, so clearly that's going to be some sort of feud going forward because uh, Keith Lee comes down and makes a save for Mia Yim sending Gargano and, and Candice LeRae running. So uh, clearly they're going to do some sort of mixed tag match or, or each person's going to, each, each member's going to have some sort of feud with the other. I don't know. But I, I, I like Keith Lee, so anything we see more of Keith Lee, that's great. Um, next up, we have a, a recap of Cameron. Oh, he has a thought. Okay. A Spondaloo, thoughts. A Spondaloo's thought is what if we changed our bio to get crundled with Crundlemania Wrestling? And would people be curious enough to know what crundled means to click on it? Maybe. This is thoughts I have. I just have these thoughts. I'm thinking Mike yeah. Silence as he's probably making the bio change right now. I mean,. If people see our logo, which is a weed, like a stem or leaf, excuse me, I think they're going to get the assumption of what, I think they're going to have some assumptions of what crundle or crundled means. It's based on that. I'm so curious. But all right, go ahead. You guys continue. Continue with the NXT breakdown. Keith Lee stuff's good. I'm excited about that. I was thinking about the bio, though, the whole time. I am crunned, everybody. Uh, Ace Bondaloo, everyone. Ace Bondaloo. Uh, all right. Uh, Cameron Grimes uh, is up next. Uh, the, there's a recap from last week where Cameron Grimes beat Finn Balor uh, due to Damian Priest attacking Finn Balor in the middle of the match. Um, Grimes cuts a promo talking about how he beat him. 
And he also says this, the phrase, it's grime time again. And I don't know how he said it, but he said it. How he said it. Ooh, that's amazing. That's amazing. It's grime time, Ace Spondaloo. Oh. It's grime time, baby. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. I'm down Mike, with it. It's grime time. I have no positive things to say about that name. I think Cameron Grimes <laughs> is a good wrestler, but I just don't think that's a very good name or nickname or slogan or whatever it is. <laughs> I think it's just his catchphrase. <laughs> well, too bad I just ordered you a Grime Time t-shirt. Ooh. Expect that to show up in the mail soon. Um, Damien Priest will also be on our TVs later. Um, is teased at this point, but uh, next we have another Oh, next we don't have another thing. We have uh, Roderick Strong versus Dexter Loomis. Um, yeah, uh, Adam Cole, Bobby Fish accompanied Roderick Strong, so it's kind of a three-on-one. Um, fight back and forth. The winner's Roderick Strong. Um, gets a distract. I believe uh, he just kind of gets him for a roll-up on a distraction um, kind of thing. Uh, typical kind of way, but Dexter Loomis doesn't take that loss well and locks in um, a submission hold on Roderick Strong. Cole and Fish try to come and break it up, but uh, Loomis just won't let go. Um, Velveteen Dream comes in, takes out uh, Fish and Cole, hits Cole with a purple rainmaker from the top rope and poses on the ring steps um, as Loomis strokes Roderick Strong's head. So Roderick Strong clearly... Passed out and creepy man Dexter Loomis, Ned Flanders lookalike, um, was petting his head. That sounds weird. Uh, yeah. Thoughts on this whole situation? Anyone? Ace Bondaloo, Mike? Either of you? Both. I'm saving my hot take for when we get to Johnny Gargano. We've already passed the Johnny Gargano bit. Oh, well, then I want you to know his t shirt is terrible. <laughs> Do you guys know what his t-shirt says? Who Tell me if you would ever wear this ever. It says, the Johnny Gargano way, all heart, no soul, and it just looks stupid. <laughs> like, I'm like, no one's it, wearing this. I haven't seen it, but I'm going to look it up right now. I'm tweeting it out from the Crundlemania Twitter account for all those Crundlemaniacs. Okay. <laughs> All right, would you wear this? <laughs> and I you let us know. You know someone's going to say yes. Uh, no, they're not. <laughs> I, I don't think it. it's that bad. Mike, you would wear that? I mean, it's not awful. I do like his lo- The Rebel Heart logo is a cool logo, to be honest with you. I think it. Yeah, but that's just so. Yeah, but okay. If it was just if it if it was just writing, I would not get it. But it has the Rebel Heart logo on it, so that changes my opinion. I I would get it if the writing was gone. Yeah, for sure. That's kind of the point I'm trying to make. Oh, that slogan is just so lame. It, 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 it's not exciting. 
in any way, that's for sure. Um, okay, I, I, I meant more thoughts on... Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Dexter Loomis, you yeah. know, bro, you know I have thoughts on Dexter Loomis. That's okay? what I thought. That's because because Ace, you interrupted when when you interrupted about your your thing about the bio was the Johnny Gargano thing. That's when I thought you were going to say what you just said about Johnny Gargano. Oh, sure. Thing about the bio. <laughs> so you know, oh, no, it's, I it's it nothing to do with the bio at all. It was all about Johnny Gargano's shirt. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Fair oh man, that's an Ace Bondaloo promise, right there, right there. Okay, um, yes. Thoughts on Dexter Loomis, Mike? Yeah, I just—it's clear they're pushing him. Okay, whether you like it or not, and I know Ace is not a fan of Dexter Loomis, and Spencer, I don't think you're like the world's biggest fan of him either. Regardless of anybody's uh, opinion of his position, he is getting a push here now. Who's to know if he's going to just get squashed and then that's it? Well, he wouldn't get squashed, but like lose and then leave TV. No clue on that front. But they're giving him a shot. And that's all you can really ask for. I like him. I think that he's got a good look. And I understand the gimmick. So I'm a fan. And any of his matches, if they're on, I'm going to watch. But that's just my opinion. And everyone is entitled to their own. And now there's a lot of people that do not really like. Dexter Loomis. Fair Mike, we, knew you, we know you like Dexter Loomis. <laughs> you can like him, and that's totally... Con- yeah, that's that's okay. the way the wrestling works. Yeah, everyone likes their own guy. If we all liked him, you know, it's the way it is. The only guy we all like is Angel Garza. Orange, Orange Cassidy, Orange Cassidy, Angel Garza, Matt Riddle, Hangman Page, Matt Riddle, Hangman Page, Kenny Omega. Chris Jericho. There's a lot we can do. There's a lot. There's a lot. Viscera. Um, <laughs> no. No, Viscera. You're a big Viscera fan, Spence. No, I saw your shirt. I don't even know who Viscera is. Um, don't try to slip that one in there. I'm going to continue. Just because your shirt says Mabel on it, okay? Even know who that is even less. <laughs> okay, I'm sure. <laughs> uh Oni Lorkin Mabel, sorry. Oni Lorkin, Danny Birch versus Everrise. Uh so we asked last uh, pod where Everrise is. Well there they are. Um getting squashed by Oni Lorkin and Danny Birch. Um so yeah. They uh won by submission. Um they show uh, oh uh, oh Lee gets a Keith Lee gets a small promo in about uh, um, they doesn't care what uh, the Garganos say. But he has a problem with the, what they they've done, um, and they'll reach their peak at Takeover. So clearly, there's going to be some match there at Takeover. Yes, yeah, so I got to say Keith Lee looks a lot like the Smooth Operator. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, they have an uncanny resemblance. Like you, Mike, you texted me the other day. You're like, is that? Is that smooth operator on NXT? I was like, no, that's Keith Lee. <laughs> but there's a there's a strong difference. I'd love to see the two face off. That would be a dream match. Could be the greatest wrestling match ever. <laughs> okay, well, ugh. oh boy. Anyways, <laughs> continue with NXT. NXT, <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry, Mike. What were you no, uh, no, nothing. Go ahead. All right. Fair enough. 
Matt Riddle um, up next saying uh, they're going to do something where they're both comfortable. So the steel cage, because um, they're both familiar with cages, I guess. I don't know. But uh, should be a cool, fun match. I'm all for it. Let's see it. Bring it on. Uh, we now have a match against uh, in the Cruiserweight uh, Tournament, Kushida, Drake Maverick. Um, I believe uh, if Drake Maverick wins this, there is a three-way tie for first uh, with Jake Atlas and, uh, and Kushida, um, and that's exactly what happens. Drake Maverick wins this match. Uh, so now there's going to be uh, Byron Saxon announced after the match that William Regal... Oh my god, why is that so confusing? So basically, William Regal has announced a triple threat match between Atlas, Maverick, and Kushida, and the winner will advance to the final. So there's your semi-final three-way three-way thing, but they haven't addressed the other side, so I don't know how that works uh, exactly yet. Um, Damian Priest. Uh, so the three-way match is next week, um, as well as the Matt Riddle Timothy Thatcher cage match is also next week. Uh, so that will be worth seeing, I believe, uh, at least the Matt Riddle one. Um, and then we have uh, Damian Priest uh, is saying Finn Balor has a target on his back, and he. He wants to go after Finn before becoming a champion. So because I he lost to Keith Lee, so I don't know. He has to do. So something you see, he has a target on his back, you guys, because uh, he does. He's an archer. He does. Finn yes. literally has a target on his back with that axe. Both. Probably because he's an archer of infamy. Yeah, both. Are. He's not really even being literal. Like he tried to be literal, and now it's just a thing that's real. <laughs> I just. I, I put on Twitter, I asked, what is an archer of infamy? Mm-hmm. Did anyone answer? Uh, no, unfortunately not. <laughs> it's because it can't be answered. I don't think it's a question that can be answered. Uh, yeah. Yo Shirai and Rhea Ripley is the uh, final match of the evening for NXT. Um, a, uh, a match because both... Uh, Rhea Ripley and Eero Shirai have beef with Charlotte, uh, Charlotte Flair. Um, Eo because she has a match coming up, and Rhea Ripley, obviously, because she lost her title at Mania in very shocking fashion, I must say. Um, I was not expecting that one, but uh, any of us were. But anyway, that's beside the point. Um, because this is between Eo and Ripley... But, uh, of course, Charlotte Flair has to make her presence known because she's everywhere all the time. And I'm kind of getting tired of Charlotte Flair being on every show all the time. It's, I don't like her that much. But that, I, guess, I guess people do. All right. That people is just Vince McMahon. I think it's pretty much just Vince. He does seem to love... Charlotte Flair. Hey, I like Charlotte Flair, but I mean, well, dude, I, don't... I do too. But I don't love her on all three programs, like Spencer said. Like it's that's it's true. A little much. Like... It's all Charlotte all the time. It's like here. Remember, Charlotte Flair is a champion now. Like she'll probably beat Bailey. <laughs> Here's the other problem I have. Charlotte Flair is what is she? Is she a face, a heel? Does she have nothing? Like is she just both? Like on NXT, she's a heel. On SmackDown, her promo was as a face. What is she? Like, there's no consistency with her stories either. That's confusing to me. It's annoying. You're right. I, I just, yeah. So she, anyway, basically tonight, Charlotte interferes um, and kicks uh, Io Shirai 
um, off guard. So technically, the winners Iro Shirai uh, in this match, but uh, no one really wins because Iro eats uh, eats a boot, uh, and then Rhea Ripley eats a spear, um, and Charlotte Flair gets to stand tall yet again. And I, like I said, I'm getting rather tired of it. I'll be honest. Um, if other people aren't fine, if it's just a Vince McMahon thing, I mean, I guess we can't do anything about it anyway. So, there you go. That was NXT for the evening. That was an attempted French accent. Please, someone else talk now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was just kind of yeah. letting you be on your own there for a moment. I just, Thank you. The other thing, I just had one other quick thought on the Charlotte situation. So, with Becky now gone, like they're gonna have to find somebody to carry the torch in the women's division. So I I would also guess that part of her increase in programming uh, or being on different programs is just the fact that Becky is now gonna be gone. So maybe that's just Vince thinking we need Charlotte on more now. That's a very good point, Mike. Very, very good point. It's a good point, yeah. But yeah, I he thought needs more Charlotte to make up for the Becky. Yeah, who knows how to say? It, but I just there are just certain people like Shayna who it looks like they're already kind of like not shying away from her, but she lost the title and moved down the card pretty quick. So I guess we'll see what happens there too. But yeah, I mean, good shows this week, AEW and NXT. Yeah, they were both great. Oh yeah, usually are. They're very consistent. These two, I like. That's what I like about NXT and AEW. They don't always. They don't always have to be great. They're usually pretty good and worth at least catching the highlights. Totally. AEW for me is that is that is like that for sure. And yeah, I would say NXT too. Yeah, good action both weeks. I can't say that there's ever been a show where I was like I didn't like that. Like sure, certain segments aren't great, but I don't think I've ever had either show. Having watched it and gone, yeah, I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, yeah, they're they're both been great lately. Right For on sure. to do our segment. We're having we're on having a really good talk. <laughs> having a great time. Um, so let's just introduce our clapper. The clapper. Uh, something in wrestling that we thought was great, loved it, clapped for it hard. Uh, anyone have a clapper ready to gur? My clapper, I do. You're gonna oh, hate me fun. for it. It's uh, Matt Riddle and Timothy Thatcher in the cage, baby. I'm absolutely stoked for that. Right on. I think that, uh, like uh, Mike was kind of saying earlier to me before the show started, he thought it was uh, what they're gonna do with Pete Dunne, and I'm like, I agree. Uh, but now this is kind of interesting because he's gonna fight Timothy Thatcher. And then eventually Pete Dunne's going to come back, and I'm like, are they ever going to have a blow-up match, or are they just going to be forever buddies? Who's to say? I kind of hope they're just buds. Like, they don't have to be attacked anymore, but they can at least be like, good luck in your match, bro. And like, good luck in your match, Pete. Stallion And Pete. then when they reunite, it'll be absolutely nuts. Exactly. Well, that could also create the greatest main event in the history of NXT if you did it for the title and their feuding as well. Oh, that'd be wild. Like, that would be match of the year. All right, all right, all right. Let's 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 see it. Give them time. I like it. I like it a lot. Mike, you got yours? 
yeah, there was a lot to like this week. Uh, I think for my clapper, I'm going to go with the Arn Anderson and Jake the Snake segment where Arn was just like saying funny shit the whole time. And they're both, uh, it looked like it was very non-scripted in the two of them. Just kind of had a solid War of the Words, old school promo battle. And I was a humongous fan of it. Right on. Yeah, I also love what Jake the Snake's been doing. He's, I like him. Yeah, the, he is. He is good. He does. He does creepy things like that. Creepy yeah, that brandy thing was a little weird, but like I don't know. For the most part, I like what he does. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so I get it. I get it. Um, my clapper goes to Hangman Page for coming back. Let's see some more cowboy shit on Saturday. It's gonna be great. Yeah, that's yeah. actually a great pick. I can't wait for that. That's sweet. We're looking forward to Saturday a lot, and I'm definitely just really bun boys. Yep. Totes. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you on the bunskies. <laughs> Next segment, who's up? Uh, the crapper. One thing in wrestling that we did not like. The crapper. And I have no problems going first. Uh, I'm going to go with the women's match between Sheeta. The tag match, Sheeta and um, Stylander versus Rose and Baker, just because Baker got hurt. And that's not uh, okay. So that's my crapper. It's more of a sad thing. My my co-crappers is, yeah, just a lack of consistency with Charlotte and what they're doing with her. Oh, co-crapper. Can't do that. <laughs> Although I've done that. But you just stole my crapper, so. Wow, You're that's... Co-crapper. Uh, that- Okay, well, that's, I felt like you'd have something, so that's why I kind of left it blank in terms of like a proper explanation. I guess I gave mine earlier. But what's your like explanation for why you don't like it? Because I just don't want to see more Charlotte Flair. Like The amount of Charlotte Flair we had before was fine. It was the amount that we saw of everyone else, and that's great. I don't need to see Charlotte Flair more. There's other people I'd like to see at least a little bit more of, like... I don't know, hell, Ricochet comes to mind, or other, or other women's division on SmackDown. Like, give them more time instead of Charlotte Flair just, just having her come in to save it. Like, that's just... It's just a Band-Aid that's not going to work for long. Like, she, she, like, otherwise people are just going to be like, well, there's no, no rules again to your... You said when, when you got this Fox deal that there weren't going to be the wild card rule, and now you're just breaking that, but... Like, if they keep the Charlotte Flair thing on all brands. I just hope that once things kind of normalize, we don't get her everywhere. Keep her, keep her one place, please. Too much. I found it My interesting. Um, oh, you guys are like, let's just keep going. Charlotte! No, I was I just, done, but I could have thought. I just found it interesting yeah. that Charlotte and Andrade trademarked a bunch of stuff uh, last year. Usually when you trademark stuff and you're a wrestler, it's because you want to ensure that you have the rights to that when you go, when either you, when you leave the company. So that, I don't know if that's an indication of, you know, them wanting to pursue something more than WWE or something other than the WWE, but they both trademarked a bunch of stuff. pushing them and put that belt on them. <laughs> well, that's probably what they're trying to do. Like they'll keep the US title on them for as long as, He's in the company or something. Like, that's what I get worried about. Like, I don't know when his contract's up. I'll get my, ins- uh, my uh, source to follow up with that. But, um, yeah, I-, I would feel like an easy way to keep someone in the company is to have them holding the title, right? Because then I guess it's more of an incentive to stay. 
Who knows? Anyway, sorry, got off topic there. Uh, knee slapper. No, Ace Bondaloo. Oh, turn. right. Ace is grabber. Never mind. I'm bunned. Oh, mine was Johnny Gargano's shirt. <laughs> Quick and to the point. I like it. That's what it was, man. Uh, but now it's time for the knee slapper. The one thing in wrestling uh, we found hilarious this week. <laughs> the knee slapper. Who would like to start? Or, um... I'll go first. Uh, my knee slapper for this week stems from, I don't know, a few weeks of, uh, of confusion. And, uh, and now I'm just going to let it out. Uh, grime time. It's the worst thing I've ever heard. Yes. Yeah, it's a great, great knee slapper. Mine wasn't that good. Mine was just more. Uh, it's Dustin Rhodes. How they just keep putting him out to the farm for these young guys, but it's good. That's a good thing. I just I'm like I don't believe that Sean Spears is going to lose this match for one second. You know what I mean? Like no build, nothing. Like and he's just going up against Dustin. I'm like, he's winning. That's what this is. Yeah, you know I though, think... Dustin will put on a good match, so I'll like it. <laughs> Well, I think that, like, it's not like Sean Spears is young either. Like, he's been in the business a while, too. So he can take this L. And it's not like they're really pushing him to, like, a, you know, a big, big point in the card. I would argue that Dustin, over the last number of months, has had more going on for him than uh, Sean has in terms of... Like, oh, he just naturally slots into any story with Cody, though. He's so lucky. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, like, that is a big storyline a lot of the time. Like, they are brothers. They're both exceptional wrestlers. Why would you not loop them together? It just makes sense. And I have a Coney slapper that Jinder Mahal does not have a new shirt out yet. Come on. This is your Mahal Marco moment of the podcast. Get Jinder a new shirt. Let's go. What would you like it to say? A hero's journey? That's right. That's right. Witness the journey. I was there. There's worse. There's worse shirts that they've made. It'll be sweet. Or give me the the match shirt of Mahal versus Drew McIntyre. That's just such a trip of a shirt that I'd love to wear it. Fair enough. Um, I'm gonna do my cla- uh, knee slapper, um, and it is Akira Tozawa just losing. He's just the ultimate loss guy even though he was as a favorite to win this tournament, he lost again tonight. And I just don't see him winning much ever, ever at all. He's just, he's just the jobbiest of jobs. The crazy thing is he's a former cruiserweight champion. He beat Pac. He beat Pac. Yeah, shit, I forgot it was freaking Pac he beat. Are you guys ready for the next segment? Which segment is it? Social media shoutouts. That's what I thought it was, yeah. Social media shoutouts. I just have one I want to kick off with. It's a shoutout from one of Mike's tweets. Uh, Sean Spears challenges Dustin Rhodes to a match at Double or Nothing. Is anybody invested in the former chairman of AEW and TNT? 
And at Rutter Corey said, yes, especially if he keeps these new styles of vignettes. I quite enjoyed it. So someone is enjoying it, and that's good to see. Yeah, honestly, that is good to see. Like, even though I didn't like it, at least he's pumped about it, so that's sweet. Yes, Mike, you did, you did most of the tweeting tonight. Do you have any favorites? Yeah, I mean, we had a decent interaction. There's definitely a couple comments regarding the... Uh, uh, regarding Sean Spears. Uh, loyal follower Angry Phoenix had a lot of interaction as usual with us. Uh, I asked about... Oh, right, yeah, we talked about this just now. She had the comment about it being a great match. Uh, relief match. I like uh, what Death to Deuce tweeted at us. Um, yeah, dude. I don't even know if he tweeted this at us. You just retweeted him, and I like this tweet, so I'm going to shout him out. Drake Maverick beat Kushida, <laughs> and he put a disappointed Johnny Gargano face. <laughs> yeah, there was uh, that was hilarious. That's why I retweeted it. I'm, I wanted to shout on Death to Deuce for another comment. I hope that's how you pronounce the, the handle. Sorry if it's not. Uh, apologize. But anyways, um, we were talking about like if it was wrong to be pushing Drake Maverick despite him being fired, and if this is a work, and if it is, how bad it is. Anyways, he responded and said, "Triple H fucked the corpse. I've seen worse." <laughs> He's Definitely right. Uh, so funny. Some funny stuff from him tonight. Death to Deuce. Yeah, he's a good guy on Twitter. I like that guy. And uh, Creeper Congello Rambling Rabbit at Rambling Rabbit. Wow, he's got the Twitter handle for that. Uh, was in on that as well. And uh, he, I don't know, was just in that Twitter conversation. He, he said that that seems very possible. That uh, they're just being good to Drake by giving him uh, uh, a nice send off, getting some buzz around him, or he's got his job back. One of the two. Either way, they're doing something nice at least. Yeah, he responded uh, to that thread and said, "Yeah, true. Imagine if he loses next week and is gone from WWE, though. That'd be pretty fucked up as well, considering they're using his release to generate hype for the tournament. So yeah, whatever. Uh, I don't know. At this point, I straight up, I've said this before. I'll say it again. Like, I do think it's a work at this point." And so I guess we're about to see, we're about to see if Maverick goes all the way. Anyways, I uh, think he got fired, and I think he got a new contract. Well, I think they might have. Yeah, they might have rehired him after they saw the traction that that video on social media got. Who knows? I don't know. I'm convinced. And I want to shout out one more guy, a day oneer, okay? At Stephen of Dogtown, who uh, said, "Come on." Don't do my man, Marco, like that. Steven, baby, he loves Marco Stunt. I love that. That is classic Steven. Steven, we love you, buddy. Thank you. Day one, Steven of Dogtown, the main man. Has things out in California, Steven. That's what happens when you hit, hit tier one, day one subscriber level, once we start remembering you on Twitter. <laughs> Shut it out in basically every podcast. Not everyone, because we get too big, but today, big shoutski, big shout out. I just said Shoutski, ouch. Uh, big shout out. Uh, sorry, I just have one other. the big Shoutski. Oh, you got one more, okay. Shoutski. So something that I noticed immediately right from the opener tonight uh, is that the Butcher and the Blade were wearing regular clothing uh, at ringside, and they just looked like two humongous hipsters. Now, I imagine maybe that's how they dress regularly. Uh, check it. Like, you'll be able to see it, you guys, if you haven't. They're just straight-up hipsters. But, like, the blade, okay? The blade is, like, this, like, 
big dude. You know, he's got the old school 80s look to him. Like, uh, and he just like complete, he just looks so different in this picture. Or excuse me, in uh, at ringside here, he just looks like a, a over, like not overweight, but he looks like a, somebody's father or or like a, a, a hipster from like the 70s or something. Like, whoo. Anyways, uh, I, I, I asked what look people preferred the hipster look or the butcher in the blade, like uh, mercenary kind of thing with the bunny. And at Doug Burkhart said the bunny with a bunny emoji and fire. I agree. Uh, Allie, the bunny looking pretty good. She's uh, together with uh, what, the butcher there. Excuse me. No, the blade. Uh, Pepper. Well, Pops. technically the butcher is there as well. He is also there. Yes. But anyway, just wanted to shut that one out. That's my last one. We got him. We got him. Those are our social media shout-outs of the night. Of the night. Of the night is right, Ace Bondaloo. So Ace Bondaloo. Um, it's funny if you want to scrap at the end of the podcast. What? I finally feel less crunned now at the end of the podcast. Well, that's probably good. This whole podcast was a a, 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 a hero's journey, you must say, for Ace Bondaloo. I think this one needs to be called Insider Gets Crunned. Just kidding, that was pretty bad. Insider's Hero's Journey. Insider's <laughs> Hero's Journey. Um, that works perfect. What did you guys have tonight? I had chocolate kush, uh, and it was pretty good, as I usually do. You know, I put a bunch of shatter in there, and uh, I was pretty space-cased for this podcast. So I felt solid. 10 out of 10. I had a can of mango and these little leaves. Leaf rollies, and I gotta say, those leaf rollies, great. The can of mango, not so much. It's stinky. That's my review. <laughs> Spence, it's stinky. Um, well, I had uh, I had a joint of forty eight North uh, lemon cheese, uh, a new grower and strain that I that I've tried. I, I'm a big fan, big big fan. I'm usually pretty positive towards weed, so I kind of like a lot. But uh, 48 North seems to be a pretty reliable grower. Yeah, there you go. There you go. You heard it here first, folks. 48 North seems like a reliable grower and griller, maybe on the barbecue tongs. Who's to say? Uh, Mike's got a piece dropping on Lance Archer someday. Mike, what's up with it? Is it (laughs) it popping? Yeah, sorry. I just I've had a couple bad days. Like some, I've had some rough days these past few days. The beauty so. of crumb thoughts with the kid is there's no real deadline. I just can't until like, we get I, until we get a tweet asking us for it, then you should feel pressure. I just you know the crumb thoughts for the kid. It's like it's a mindset almost. Like I you got I just got to be in that zone a little bit. It requires a lot of energy when you voice it. I don't want to half-ass the voicer. Okay, like. I want to give a quality product to the listeners. I, I work pretty hard on this. I just want, you know, the people. You the want Lance Hoyt to hear it. I no, you I don't want Lance want, Archer to hear it. I do not want Lance Archer to hear the piece, but I did work pretty hard on it, and it's not. I'm not, you know, all I mean to say by that is just just want people to enjoy it. And if they don't know don't know the history of Lance Hoyt, 
then they can learn about it here on this on the Crem Thoughts with the kid. But I just, you know, I just haven't really feeling, been feeling too upbeat the past few days. So I just didn't want to half-ass it. Uh, and so I did not do that. Uh, but I will have it ready before double or nothing. It could be done as early as tomorrow. Uh, because I did not mean to make you feel like I was calling you out on it. I was just asking about it. <laughs> no, I know. I know. I just wanted okay. to get it to the, to, the, to the listeners, you know. And uh, also, like, one other thing I want to quickly mention, too, is, like, just for people that might be listening and are not, like, maybe are struggling or something like that. Who knows, man? It, it's also okay to just, like, not, you know, to acknowledge the fact that sometimes you don't feel very good and to just take a day and... um Self-care, really, is the word I would use. So to anybody out there that's maybe struggling, you know, just take a day and uh, or two or more, and uh, uh, controlled breathing also helps. That's my, uh, that's my recommendation. Take as many days as you need at this point is what I would say because it's a pandemic. <laughs> yeah, let's not forget that exactly. It's not simple times. Um, final thoughts, Spencer. Do you got any final thoughts? Last time we gave you the final word, what do you got? Are you giving me the final word again? Is that what this is? Yes, sir. Oh, God. Hey, Spondaloo, why you do this to me every time? All right, I said follow us on social media at Crundle Mania, and good night, everybody. Money, money, turn up now, I'm about to blow.